Good morning and welcome to another episode of Money Talk Extra. Each week on the programme, we aim to help you get a handle on your personal finances and investments. And Jimmy Lamb looks at one of those life-changing events that can make a big difference to your finances and budget. This week, he discusses how to deal with relocating to another country for your job. I'll take a look at some risks to your financial health and wealth. Firstly, I discuss cybersecurity and how to protect your online accounts and passwords. In our investments section later on in the show, I will look at the risks to your portfolio from stock suspensions. And just a reminder, if you would like us to help you with an aspect of your finances or need advice, you can email moneytalk at rthk.hk. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3, where you'll find plenty of resources and more details on the topics in today's programme. The widespread use of financial technology by banks, stock brokerage firms, insurance companies and other public companies means large amounts of personal data are online and could fall prey to hackers. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority says there are 11 million online banking accounts in the city, which generated on average 17 million transactions a month worth 7.3 trillion Hong Kong dollars. The Hong Kong Applied Science and Technology Research Institute, known as ASTRI, says our city as a global financial centre is at serious risk. ASTRI points out that on average there are 7 million hacking attempts worldwide a day. In 2015, financial losses arising from cybercrime in Hong Kong jumped over 50% to 1.82 billion Hong Kong dollars. So what steps do you need to take to protect yourself online? Joining me now is Michael Gaisley, Managing Director of Network Box Corporation. Good morning, Michael. Morning. How big a problem is cybercrime in Hong Kong? Well, I think like the rest of the world, we are certainly afflicted with our share of cybercrime. Um, but in Hong Kong, unfortunately, I find that you know a lot of organisations that should take it seriously really don't. So what are the ways in which people try and steal your financial information? Well, I, I think that, um, I mean, interestingly enough, if interesting is the right word, there are the technological routes and then there are the social engineering routes. And I think at Network Box, our company deals with the cyber side. Um, but without question, um, there is more and more social engineering coming into this. And by that, I mean somebody can call your reception and say, oh, you know, I'm John from the U.S. office. Yeah, Mary, I... I I saw you at the office barbecue a few weeks ago. You were wearing the red dress, right? And, and of course, he's just gleaned this off Facebook, right? He's, he's never met these people in his life. But that sort of social engineering will then lead Mary to call into, say, their IT department and say, oh, you know, um, here's, there's a guy from our, our U.S. office called, and I'm, I met him at the barbecue. So, you know, like, can you be nice to him? And then he's in. So a lot of the ways in which people steal passwords, for example, is actually they don't really steal them. You end up telling them yes. your password. Yes, but there's other aspects to cybercrime that are very much at the technical side, and that would include, you know, recently more and more creepy things like uh, smart TVs where you're sitting there watching television completely unaware that while you're sitting there in your underwear, your television is watching you. And more and more of these TVs now, not only are computers in their own right, they are computers where the password is set to, you know, a username admin, password 123456, and that's it. So 
who do they target? Individuals are at risk as well as companies, aren't they? You yourself, with your, all your financial information online, presumably are at risk, big risk. Yes. Um, there are as many targets uh, as there are types of perpetrator because obviously somebody may want to get into some CEO's house to listen in on his discussions to sort of you know maybe profit from the stock exchange. But simultaneously, that CEO might be married to some attractive actress and, you know, they, they want to use the television to try and capture her walking around naked. So you're, you're talking completely different targets, different purposes. Um, it, it's hard to say why. All we know is this stuff is going on. And if you are an ordinary Hong Kong citizen, you have your financial information online, your bank accounts online... What could be the consequences to you of someone actually successfully hacking into your bank account, for example? Well, catastrophic. And what's terrible about uh, banking and finance is I think all of us have been called by our banks or we've called our credit card companies and we've said, you know, we'd like to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And they say, right, um, we need to authenticate you first. And they ask for your you know, your name, your address, your mobile password, your ID card number, and so on. And all of these things have probably been stolen already in one of these large data breaches. And in fact, recently, um, a couple of laptops from the government have gone walkabout with 3.7 million voter details on, and your bank will be asking you that very information. So what should we be doing to protect ourselves, protect our financial information, protect our wealth? Can you give us some concrete steps that we should take? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, most of these types of interview that I've seen on television and, and, and heard on radio end with, oh, you know, change your password. And yes, that is an important thing to do. However, you can't so easily change your name, your physical address, your children's names, their dates of birth. Um, so to a certain extent, you can't help yourself, which is horrible, but that's that's a fact. But there are some things you can do, and I think the most obvious is that somewhere between a third to two-third of devices that are on the Internet, rather amazingly, have admin as the username and the password being 1234 or 123456. Uh, it's crazy, but it, it really is about a third to two-thirds of devices. So... You want to change those first on your television, um, any sort of default programs on your laptops and desktops and so on. Uh, do that. Of course, have updated antivirus. But these days, I think if you're a corporation, especially in the financial industry, in travel, hospitality, where you have client information, you really need to get professional help. And what sort of signs should you look out for that should make you suspicious, should make you be on alert? You, you mean other than turning up at the ATM and finding that you have no more money? Well, I'm thinking about <laughs> things like maybe emails that come yeah. that you know should really raise some warning flags okay. that you shouldn't answer. It's it's really it's really important that if you get an email from a bank or a credit card company um, or FedEx or DHL saying, "Hey, you know, you've missed a delivery," hover your mouse. Don't click it. Hover it over the link that you're being presented with. And you'll often see that what it says, you know, FedEx or whatever, isn't actually the link. It, it's a disguise. And when you actually hover your mouse over it, you see the true link. 
and when you see it's something different, don't click on it. But personally, I would then call the real FedEx number or the real Hong Kong Bank number and see whether this is a true email. Let's spend it, lend it, send it rolling along. That's Michael Gaisley of Network Box Corporation.